this is Steve Balton. You are tuned into My Turning Point, where this week I'm joined by Allison Chains guitarist, singer, songwriter, all around amazing musician Jerry Cantrell to talk about his new solo album, Brighton. Really enjoyed talking with Jerry about the album, his first solo album in more than 18 years, his fandom of Elton John, and friendship with Elton John. So much more. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man. I gotta be record. I gotta be careful now. It's being recorded. Well, you know, every interview we've ever done is recorded, dude. I want to get it right, but uh, <laughs> how you been, dude? That's <laughs> good, man. You know, it's funny. This album takes me back to you know that first interview we did uh, on Boggy Depot, and it's really funny because you know how you go through, and I think you and I have talked about this over the years as well. You go through cycles where you just rediscover songs all the time and you know, songs you've done for years and years. And I really went through it and during COVID for some reason, Boggy Depot was an album I went back to quite a bit. The song between especially one that I absolutely love. And you know, it's interesting. We're going to start sort of tying that one into this one. I remember when we did that interview, we talked about the song heard a long time. And I asked you if that one was a tough one to sing and you told me the story behind it and said, man, you got a good ear. Well, goodbye on this record feels a little bit the same way. It's a great song. I mean, it's interesting. Is that one that I've talked with a lot of artists in this last year about vulnerability? And was that a song that for you almost surprised you in a way when it came out? Uh, well, it's not my song. First off, it's a, uh, it's an Elton John and Bernie Taupin song. And, uh, really? it, it's the last song. It's the last song on, uh, on, uh, Madman Across the Water, which is I, I, one of my favorite records. And, uh, it's a song that I've always, uh, it's always resonated with me. You know, that, that there's a song called Curtains as well. That's kind of similar, very short and it ends a record, uh, of Elton's and uh, uh, it's just power packed with a ton of emotion in like a minute and 40 seconds, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's somber. It's very powerful. And obviously it's the, you know, it says goodbye. So uh, um, when I did those LA shows, I was, I thought it would be a good closer. So we, we, we covered, covered that tune and had a great time doing it and when when we kind of got deep in the process of uh kind of looking toward the end of this record like I, I had about eight good songs that fit together and felt like a record and i'm like i think we need one more man and uh uh you know tyler my uh suggested uh why don't we why don't we record goodbye and so we did and uh vincent jones did a, an amazing uh string arrangement and key key uh pass of that song and i sang it sent it to elton and uh uh and uh you know he he dug it and uh said we should that that uh absolutely should use it on the record so you know that i, I figured it should reside in the same place that it, re- it did on his record you know uh, at, at the end but uh um yeah it's been one of my favorites for a long time that song well, that's interesting though too because you know and it's funny because i consider myself fairly knowledgeable about elton i even impressed brandy carlisle once digging out the song friends which to me is not right but no i did not know that one at all so i'm going to go back and listen to the original but it's interesting because i talk yep. about this with artists all the time right when you cover a song you can know a song your whole life but when you sing it you discover new nuances in it things you hadn't noticed so as 
you know, sure. singing it as singing one of your songs that was one of your favorites for all this time. Were there things you noticed in the song that you appreciated in a different way now? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always an interesting proposition, you know, when you're, when you're covering things, it's, it's, uh, it's a rich tradition of, of people, uh, you know, continuing and, and, and re reinvigorating and celebrating songs that, that mean something to them and doing their version of it. So, uh, I feel like I did a, did as good a job as I can do. And, uh, but, but it's interesting, like, you know, you'll find, I've done a few covers in my day and like one, one in particular that I've done a few times is uh, wish you were here, uh, by Pink Floyd. And, um, I remember, uh, it, 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 it's odd. You talk about, does it mean something different? Uh, you know, when, when you're singing it and, and, or, or when you record it and, uh, you know, I can, I can relate to that. I can give you an example. Uh, Wayne Kramer from, uh, MC five, uh, has a, uh, uh, a charity that he does where he goes in and he performs for prisoners and stuff. And uh, he also donates guitars to them. And he invited uh, myself and a, and a bunch of people uh, to go to Sing Sing. And we, uh, we, I, I played wish you were here uh, to that, to the room of prisoners, you know, and like, and that, uh, you know, when you, uh, I, I didn't think about it until I was actually in the performance and singing the line, did you tr- trade a, walk on part in the wall for a lead role in a cage and i'm like singing that to fucking a room full of guys who are going to be there for their whole life that was pretty that was a pretty interesting twist on feeling actually feeling a line that you maybe didn't think about before in the particular circumstance in which you're performing it you know yeah yeah it's interesting i mean I, you know obvious question what was the response and they, they, they were very, they were very, uh, very moved by the fact that we, they were, uh, that they got a show, you know, they don't, they don't get a whole lot of stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I want to go back for a second and, and, you know, you and I have talked so many times over the years, I never like to start with the obvious, but you mentioned the LA shows. So I know that was kind of a turning point moment where you decided to make this record. I mean, what was the moment that you decided to take this from doing the solo shows and enjoying that experience? to going back and deciding that, okay, it was time to make a, another solo album. Cause what, it's been 19 years since the last one. Yeah. Well, I've been working with uh, my other like side project during that time, a little band called Alice in Chains, you know, <laughs> still trying to get that off the ground. I think we're almost there, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Give it a few more years. maybe five more, Two more years. <laughs> maybe we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean the shows weren't an ins- the inspiration for an album. That was already in. Uh, I was already in. Uh, it was an extension of the uh, the idea I was already committed to, you know. And uh, I think th- I think the feeling was, uh, you know, it was going to be a while uh, while we were going through the process of making the record that I thought it would be, would be fun to 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 just do a couple of shows and kind of kind of have fun, you know kind of let people kind of reconnect with the music that I'd done before and, and, and kind of give people a little hint of what was to come, you know? So, yeah. So then what was the moment that you decided? Cause like you say, you've been a little busy with that other project that, you know, one of these days you'll get off the ground. So what was the moment <laughs> then that you decided it was time to do a new solo album? I don't think there was like a eureka light bulb moment. I just started feeling like I wanted to do one, you know, and uh, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of years. And um, I had the time and the opportunity uh, because we were wrapping up, we were wrapping up the tour for Rainier Fog and generally 
you know, when you do an album campaign, that's, it's generally about a three year commitment, you know, from, from writing, recording, putting a, the record out, touring it, uh, from beginning to end. And so, you know, uh, as we've gotten older over the last, you know, three records or so, uh, you know, we generally take about, you know, take a year off or something like that, you know, because we've been going, going pretty hard and, and we've been living with each other for three years. So it's time, you know, sometimes it's good to, to get away, unplug and, and, uh, dive back into your own lives. Uh, and, uh, anyway, we were, we were going to have the time we were going to take a year off and, uh, that's when I started working on the record. And then of course the world had other plans and shut down. So, so that was, that was really interesting. We, we were in the studio in March and, you know, we were keeping an eye, I was keeping an eye on what, what was going on and it, it didn't look good. And, uh, you know, things were pretty, pretty bad overseas and I was pretty sure, you know, and what, what's going on there is going to, going to get here eventually and vice versa. So, uh, so we were kind of planning for the inevitable and, uh, uh, we were luckily able to get, uh, all, all of the basic tracks recorded, uh, before we actually really shut down in mid-March, you know? So, uh, uh, at that point, you know, I had a ton of singing to do, I had a ton of guitar playing to do, and we just, we just kind of rolled with it and, 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 and kind of followed the guidance, you know, we, we, uh, didn't really get in big groups. We kind of worked one-on-one or we sent, I sent tracks to two guys and they'd send, they'd do their versions at home and send them back. And, and, uh, you know, you, uh, it was, it was, uh, unique circumstances for sure. Never made a record like that, but, uh, I think it, uh, I think it's a really interesting record because of that. It added some, it added some depth. It took more time because of that. I didn't, in, I, t- I intended to, to, uh, put this record out last September. But, uh, you know, with the state of the pandemic and, uh, you know, the situation that we're all trying to learn to li- turn, learn to live with, uh, I would say that it actually became a richer record because I came up with a few other ideas. A few players came in really late, you know, like Abel Boreal Jr. and uh, Vincent Jones and, uh, uh, and, and Duff. Duff came, come in, came in toward the end, too. So those, those, those three things probably wouldn't have happened, you know. Uh, had I, had I done the record earlier. So, and and it made it, it made the record so much better, you know, that all of those guys and, uh, the other musicians, you know, as well, uh, put their, put their little touch and their, their energy into this record. I mean, look, man, it's so interesting. I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of artists during this time, and everybody has a different story about how COVID has affected their artistic process. And it's funny though, because yours is very similar to John Bon Jovi, who was telling me as well, you know, look, normally you put out a record, you do a tour, so you're on a deadline. And he felt like the best two songs on the last record were songs that were written because they couldn't go on tour. So it's interesting (laughs) for you. I mean, yeah, because basically it's like normally we'd have a deadline and then he was able to write more timely songs. And dude, it was fascinating. I mean, you know, I talked with everybody from, you know, like, David Guetta, who's like, I did my first summer vacation with my kids in 12 years to Lucas Nelson, who was telling me yeah. how he and Willie and mom had dinner every night at 530, which they hadn't done in, you know, 40 years, because when is Willie not on the road? I mean, everybody had such a major life of people. It's interesting. The only artist who said this to me, it was fat. you know, Shaky Graves out of Texas. What's that? Oh, Shaky Graves. It's an artist named Shaky Graves. 
Oh, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Really, really, really cool artist. And I mentioned he's the only artist who said to me that for the first six months, he's like, I didn't do a damn thing. He's like, because I'm a touring musician. When will I ever have another day year off in my life? And he was yeah. the only artist who said that. I found that fascinating because everybody else was, you know, went through it in different ways. So it's interesting for you, you know, talk about the things that you were able to use in this process that you feel like you want to yeah. be able to use going forward as an artist and a writer, because I think everybody re-examined things because all of a sudden you have more time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, life is always in session, man. And, uh, and change is the constant, you know what I mean? So, uh, this is a big one. It's a, it's one of the bigger ones I remember in my life, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think we're, I think we all had to roll and adapt with it, but that, that kind of is life, you know? So, uh, you know, you make the best of it. And, uh, I was, I was glad, I was glad to have a record to work, work on. I wasn't actually planning on touring that year. Neither were, were Alice. So we were a little bit lucky in that regard, you know, uh, uh, just, just coincidentally, you know, um, and it gave me time to work on this record. So, you know, uh, it does, you know, it does, it does put you through some thought processes though, you know, for sure. Like, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I know a lot, uh, you know, a lot of our crew and, 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 you know, club owners and smaller folks that you don't think about too much, like man, it fucking devastated them. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I'm lucky enough, I'm lucky enough to have been able to, write it out and weather it and not work for a couple of years and still be able to eat and pay rent. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, it's, 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 it's been, it's been, it's been hard on a lot of people and, and, and I'm hoping that we hoping that we can kind of get this figured out here. Uh, cause it's in the, in the landscape and it's something we're going to have to live with here. So, you know, hopefully enough of us get it, get vaccinated or, and learn how to live a little bit of a different way to, to uh to to deal you know well it's fascinating it though as going, well i mean are going, there things oh go ahead it ain't going away <laughs> no but see and again it's funny because i want to come back to the record in a second because it's such a wonderful record and yeah and it's interesting as well yeah. but you know well but very quickly it's i mean are there one or two it's like i spoke with jeff Ament maybe a month ago right and he was telling me that you know pearl jam was just going into rehearsals for ohana but he's like I wanted to yeah. hear different. It's like, we've started to discuss it. We wanted to hear different. And it's funny because I mentioned Brandy Carlisle earlier, right? I know you know her well. And yeah. she was telling me, it's funny, yeah, we were joking. And she was like, well, what I, and you mentioned the small clubs. And we were joking about, you know, the idea of doing, she's like, basically no one gives a shit about the Staples Center or places like that or Target Center, you know, these big arenas. She's like, we care about Cat's Cradle, 930 Club, these places that have the history. And I'm like, yeah, but as an artist, yeah. you can't go and play a month at the Troubadour. She's like, well, maybe I will. You know, so it's interesting. Are there one or two things that you really are thinking differently from going forward, whether it's for your solo stuff, whether it's for Alice? Yeah, well, you know, we've always been, uh, we've always been a varied, a varied band and, and we've performed everywhere from the smallest clubs to the biggest fucking venues. So, and, and everything in between. And, uh, there, there, uh, there are, interesting qualities about all of them you know what i mean and I, I love playing small places it's fun you know as long as the sound system's good <laughs> you know, people can people hear and you got enough room where you can stand on a stage without fucking breaking each other's headstocks off you know standing fucking while you're rocking it out um 
that's pretty much my only limitation. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, I mean, how, how cool is it, you know, uh, you know, just as a fan, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been in some small clubs and seen some really big artists that don't play small clubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's pretty fucking badass. It's so intimate, you know, and, and, uh, and it's very exclusive, you know, because there's only so many bodies you can fit in there. So it's a cool, it's a cool moment, you know, um, you know, and the, uh, live shows are, are, are the thing, you know, that's, it's, uh, you know, we write our music, we record our music, we throw it out there, but the, and, and that's, that's a, that's a, it's a beautiful thing and it's very meaningful and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the process that I love and enjoy, but, but, the the, the goal is getting to be able to stand on the stage in front of people and play those songs and all your other songs for four people and have that live experience. So, um, you know, we're, we're one of the, we're one of the jobs that, that, you know, requires getting a lot of people together. So there's a lot of things to consider, you know, like, you know, uh, making, make, trying to make people sure people, people, people are safe in this new, uh, new environment and trying to, trying to keep healthy, you know, because you can't, you can't cancel, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be in a situation where you're, you're going out and, you know, and in a, in a week you got to shut down for a couple of weeks and then go, and then you try to got to reschedule all that stuff, availabilities. And, and, uh, it's a lot to think about a lot of, a lot of things to consider, you know? So. All right. Quick question. One word answer, two word answer. What's the what's the best small show you've ever seen for a big artist? The best small show? Yeah, like the best club seen? show you've ever seen for a big artist, like you were just talking about. Uh, best show. I mean, you know, there's a. I saw Prince once in a small club uh, here in here in. Uh, LA actually, uh, forget the name of it. It's like a place, like an after, kind of an after hours jam spot. Uh, was it Sayers club? Cause I saw him there. He just, he just took, yeah, he took over the fucking stage and fucking just jammed for fucking forever. It was awesome. You know, uh, that, that, that's one. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's bring this back to the album. And it's interesting. Cause you know, as we're talking about taking this to the stage, are there songs in particular that you are really excited to play live? And, you know, it's funny. I started with Goodbye, which I didn't even recognize as an Elton song. And, you know, maybe you're going to tell me this is a fucking heart song or something. But the other one that absolutely jumped out at me, I love them all. But Black Hearts and Evil Done was just one that was like, there's something about that little twang feel. And maybe it's because it reminds me so much of Boggy Depot, some of the songs on there. But that was one that I absolutely sure. love. Yeah, that's a that's a cool tune, man. It's uh, kind of draws on on influences of you know just kind of a country music Americana storytellers, you know, a little bit of a folk thing to it too. Then and, and that and that's that kind of a tradition, you know, uh, uh, harkens back to eras of like the you know '60s and '70s songwriters, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I I really dig that song a lot too. I mean, I mean, I I I think we could 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 play the whole record, you know, uh, uh, time permitting. But uh, the, luckily, I've got a few more, few more records and a and a handful of other songs that probably people might want to hear too. So, so, so uh, um, you know, I I I, I uh, we'll we'll see we'll see. I, I will certainly play a big chunk of this record, 
and uh, you know, we'll probably we'll, I'll touch on Degradation Trip and uh, Boggy Depot, and I will I will play songs from my career as a songwriter and Alice as well. And I might well, even throw in a few more covers. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wait. What's one song you've always wanted to cover that you haven't done yet? One song I've always wanted to cover. Uh, well, I don't do them too often, you know. I I, uh, I, I spent I, I spent a lot of time playing my own tunes, so uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a few kicking around. Uh, when I record it, you'll you you will know. How about that? All right. Well, I didn't know goodbye. So, but yeah. Now it's interesting though too. It's funny because I mentioned <laughs> Black Hearts and Evil Done, and like you say, yeah, well. All right, when you mentioned the 60s, 70s songwriters, it's funny, for me, for the first name that came to mind, for some reason, it's Chris Christopherson. So are there artists that you hear in that? Influences yeah, you I, love, I love Chris. Chris is an amazing writer, you know, and uh, uh, just kind of an interesting dude, you know. Um, you know, Towns Van Zandt, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, you know, the, the Willie Nelson. I, you know, there's so many, so many great, great writers, you know, uh, that are kind of more, more kind of pared down, you know, and to the, to the bare elements. And, and, uh, those, those are all, those are all people that I, that I admire as well, you know, as, as songwriters and, and what they've done in their careers and, and, and all amazing uh, writers that, and all. With, and it's funny because you say Chris is an interesting dude. That's kind of the understatement of all time, man. He may be the most interesting person in music. <laughs> <laughs> for sure man all right well it's interesting because i mentioned that one though specifically but obviously you look at songs like songs like a tone and brighton and i know you just released a video for brighton those are songs that just feel natural to the stage like i mean they're big they're fast they're songs that people are really going to gravitate to so are there other ones you mentioned wanted to play the whole album but are there ones in particular that you feel like okay because you've been in the set like you say you've played every size venue you know that when you get there the song is going to change. The audience is going to have energy for it. And you're particularly excited to see how the audience sort of makes it their own. I think Brighton is going to be great live. You know, I think that is going to be really fun. Uh, just, just doing my reps. Uh, you know, we never, we haven't, we had never, the, the lineup of that band never played together as, as a band while we were recording it it was all kind of in pieces you know uh abe did his drums in new york you know and and we were working um tyler and fig and i were working out of la and uh uh, uh vincent jones came in later so he he did his tracks on his own so while we were doing the video which just came out uh last night um you know, you're doing your reps to, to do your faux rock, you know, to do your faux rock moves. So you're playing the right chord while you're, they're filming you. And, uh, you know, I just stood in front of the speakers and, and, and ran, ran, uh, ran sets, you know, kind of just, just playing it acapella and singing it, uh, back to the track. And I could totally envision how powerful that's going to be live. That's, that's going to be an amazing, amazing thing. And then fun, the funnier part was <laughs> the funnier part was, was, uh, everybody, uh, you know, that performed on it with the exception of Duff, of course. And, uh, Tyler, Tyler, uh, gratefully, uh, thankfully filled in on bass, uh, is that, uh, uh, while we were standing there doing it, I said, Hey man, it's great to get the, 
band back together for the first time because <laughs> everybody was meeting everybody. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> What's up? You know, nobody, uh, you know, there was a few guys that had never met each other before, you know, and, and we had not played together as a group, just as, as, uh, individuals or in pairs of twos. So it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I think Brighton's going to be amazing live. I think a tone's going to be amazing live. Uh, you know, uh, siren is, 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 is a really cool, touchy, rich, rich vibe. I could see a lot of visuals, you know, that we could, we could use, you know, if we're using that sort of, uh, that sort of staging, uh, had to know is, is a, is a great rock song, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, I think, I, 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 I think the whole record, like I say, would, would, would translate to, to, to live. They're very, they're very simple. They're very direct to the point. It's, uh, no frills, no, uh, no frills, no fat songwriting. You know, it's, it's super trim, super lean and, and they're all very powerful and have their own vibes. So, uh, looking forward to, uh, taking it to a stage in March, uh, in the States, we're going to do a States run for about two, three months. And then, uh, uh, hopefully COVID willing, we'll, uh, we're, we'll, uh, we'll jump the pond and take it over to Europe and then, you know, and we'll see where we go from there. Nice. Well, I know we got to wrap up in a second, but I got to ask you as a fan, cause I mentioned Bogadipa. What are some of the older songs for you? And it's interesting, right? Because you go back and like you say, part of the appeal of this was revisiting songs from, Boggy Depot and Degradation. So what are the ones for you that you are particularly excited to revisit or that you just miss doing? Uh, you know, I played a, played a great deal of them, you know, uh, on those shows, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's probably, probably, uh, four, four or five off of Boggy and, and four or five off of, uh, Degradation trip that I, that I would like to work in, you know, um, um, uh, uh, it's going to be fun, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we, uh, see what we come up with. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll draw from my, my whole career and obviously we'll be, you know, promoting this record and promoting the other two solo records that I did. And I hate that word solo record, my other records on, uh, that I did and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and my career with Alice as well, I'm sure. Yeah, but I guess I was asking if there are particular songs that, you know, because look, songs change over time. This is what we we're talking about in regards to goodbye. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out, dude. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't sit here and tell you, you know, looking for, I can't wait to play this song again. And I can't wait to play this song again. I mean, like, I'll, you know, I, 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 I don't really know what to say to that. You know, like, like, right. It, it's fun. Yeah, it, it's number one, it's seven months away. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's six, seven months away. And, and I'll tell you this, and this is true with Alice, and it'll probably be true with me. And it was uh, it was true for those shows in L.A. Set lists are usually made up about 20 minutes before the gig. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you 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 start a tour and you kind of get familiar with you know 40 ish tunes. You know what I mean? And then you know you kind of have sound checks and stuff to to work them out. And also, you know, maybe things feel different for different venues. Maybe, you know, maybe you're playing a bill, uh, maybe you're playing a bill where, where you're thinking maybe, uh, uh, it needs more of an upbeat kind of aggressive thing, or maybe you're playing, 
you know, playing the Montreux Jazz Festival, and and you're definitely not going to do a rock set there. You know, you're gonna you're gonna peel it back and 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 do the more songwritery acoustic type stuff. You know, like it depends on depends on the venue, depends on the crowd, and uh, also how we're how we're feeling. You know, and I, hey, this one wasn't sounding that good. Let's let's not play this tonight. Let's let's work on that for a couple of days before we put it back in. It's very fluid, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know. Oh, good. Let's wrap up on the album. When you listen to this album, start to finish all the way through, what do you take from it as a complete work? It feels to me, I mean, it feels to me like a, like a, like a, like a record, you know? Uh, I, uh, I don't know why that's such a weird thing to say, but it kind of is, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, uh, people are, I guess, I guess people are more interested in songs, I guess, just like, you know, like a, I've always been interested in albums, you know, uh, instead of a chapter out of a book or a blurb, uh, you know, I like, I like, I like, I like reading the whole novel, you know what I mean? And, and, and even though you might not sit down with some sort of a, some sort of a road plan, you know, where, where, you know, this, this means this, and this is connects to this. And it's some, the whole thing has some sort of a theme. It doesn't have to be that, but a body of work, a collection of songs that work together, you know, um, you know, good album, good albums or just albums in general are albums in general are time capsules of a particular period of time in a very small group of individuals, uh, that are, that are lived, rocked, recorded. And then it's that way forever. You know what I mean? And then it's left. It's, it's, it's given to the world and left to, to, to fend for itself, you know, <laughs> see, you know, whether, 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 whether it, uh, whether it scrapes along or whether it completely flourishes and goes all over the place, you know, I've had, had the experience of both. And, and, uh, the, the one, the one constant is, and I guess it's the reason that I continue to do it is, is I remember, I remember how I felt listening to albums and listening to the radio and, and how that made me feel and, and, and wanting to create things that, and music and albums and songs that made other people feel the way I felt then. And, uh, been able to achieve that still amazed that I still get to do it. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like I'm still doing it at the top and best level that I can, uh, on this record, you know? That's a freaking great wrap-up note. So anything you want to add I didn't ask you about? No, it sounds good, man. Yeah, no, again, I really love the record. It's 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 a great, and, and I saw an Ellen. I actually listened to it start to finish all the way through twice this morning. That says a lot. I don't do oh, right that with many records. It's a, it's a good listen, man. You know, it's got... Uh, it's got some energy to it, and I I love listening to it driving in my car. You know, it's a, I think it's a good road trip kind of road trip kind of summer summery kind of feel album. You know, maybe a few summer storms rolling through there, but I don't mean it in a light way. I just mean uh, I I think there's a lot of space, and I think they think that this record is seeking space. You know? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's no, it's and but not only is it a good energy record, but I also love the fact that it has the variety and it has the versatility. So it takes you on, it takes you on that journey up and down. It's not simply a, you know, look, man, it's funny. I was just talking about this with Joe Perry not long ago, right? ACDC, <laughs> you're going one fucking speed the whole time. You know, there is yeah. no up down. Yeah. There is just, you're going straight on that highway to hell. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to take the, you know, Ventura highway. 
Well, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But but I, I I have a little bit of a bone to pick with that because there's if you it, it's very subtle it's very subtle but you have to listen there there are different speeds to ACDC and they're one of my favorite bands of all time I I get what you're saying uh, you know some 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 maybe some artists and some sounds there's a little bit more more variety but there's also a beauty to fucking just staying fucking in the groove man and and there's something so powerful about that I was just listening to. A, uh, I think it was Highway to Hell on the radio the other day, and it's just like fucking listen to that, man. You know what I mean? It's still fucking badass. You know, it's just like there there will never be anything like that ever again. You know what I mean? Like, and there doesn't have to be because there already was at ACDC. You know? Oh uh, no, don't get. I love them. I just interviewed this this album, and it's funny because Joe was saying the same thing, and Joe was like, they're one of my top three bands of all time. But they kind of really? represent that idea again. You know, you being, you might hear it a little more side, but just to clarify, no, I fucking love ACDC, one of my favorite bands of all time. But when I'm putting them on driving, I feel like it's taking you on one journey versus a record that, you know, kind of has a little more ebb and flow is what I was saying. Fair enough. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I, I, I agree with you there. Cool, dude. Always a pleasure. Congratulations on the record and we'll see you in March. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Steve Balton. You've been listening to My Turning Point with special guest Jerry Cantrell. When it comes to LASIK, Dr. Boutros and the Eye Center have led the way for the past 25 years. Today, this tradition continues by being one of the few practices in the country to offer you iDesign 2.0, using the same technology as the NASA James Webb Telescope. And in the hands of an elite surgeon like Dr. Boutros, more patients are seeing 2020 or better after LASIK. Right now, enjoy 20% off iLASIK with iDesign. Go to theeyecenter.com or call 888-844-2020. Some restrictions apply. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 